0: Bill still can. Once more with podcast. <laughs> I forgot to do my creepy voice. Welcome <laughs> to the Halloween
1: episode.
0: Why do I sound like the Count from Sesame Street? one <laughs> One, two, three, apples. <laughs> Yeah, he's like the scariest. Literally, the scariest thing in the universe is the Count from oh, no, I um, love the Sesame Count. Street. But he was all—he was like that pale face and the fangs and everything. And you know, uh, I
1: drew him on a invitation for my nephew's Halloween party ones, and his classmates were scared. And also, uh, this is one once more with podcasts. It
0: is, yeah. <laughs> It is indeed. Welcome, everyone, to the show. This is episode number four. Five. Four. In 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 my canon. canon. (laughs) In my canon. This is T's head canon. In the real-life canon, it's four. And uh, today is a special spooky Halloween episode because... This episode is going to be released on Halloween. (laughs) I'm going to get sued by Sesame Street for (laughs) copyright infringement.
1: (laughs) I'll just point out how racist the Swedish chef is and they'll leave us alone. (laughs)
0: Uh, We should totally do a Sesame Street podcast. I think that would be hilarious. Um, So, yeah, Sesame Street board, call us. Um <laughs> We got your back. So on our special Halloween well oh, sorry, Halloween um themed episode today, um, we actually put a, a post up about this in the on the boards, didn't we, T? Oh by the way, I'm we Athena. Did. Forgot. Hi. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh I'm talking. Yeah.
0: we we forgot to introduce ourselves this is this is what happens when you've done four slash five episodes of a podcast yeah you become professional and
1: you realize that you're a superstar and you don't need to introduce yourself anymore true story
0: i think i think our main issue is we you know we're we're clearly not professionals in any way (laughs) um we do very little preparation (laughs) I think if we did, we'd probably be a little bit more polished. Um, I have
1: no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) She's talking for herself, people.
0: (laughs) It's true. She is a lot more polished and professional than I am. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I
1: even have papers.
0: This is true. You do have papers. I don't even have papers. I have a cat. (laughs) I have a special Halloween cat. She's, She's not a black cat, but she's scary and little bit furry and don't mess with her otherwise she'll probably claw you in the face cat sitting on my lap ever so ever so nicely at the moment so uh this is this is our halloween prep going on um um, anyway we were talking about the (laughs) the thread that we put on the board um to discuss what we were going to actually talk about in today's show
1: um or Halloween episodes to choose from.
0: Yes. And um, do you can you reveal the scores on the doors? Um uh, for yes. which episode came last?
1: I can. I just uh, because I have super prepared this. I was <laughs> totally had written this down and do not at all need to go into the boards and check this out.
0: Okay, so uh, shall we just fill for a little while while uh, you don't go yeah, into the okay. boards to not have a uh, look.
1: The episode who did not make the cut, because it's not very good. No, I'm just kidding. Um, The loser of that poll, where we asked you guys, uh, where we asked you guys to vote for what episode we should talk about, loser was all the way from Buffy season six. It got one vote.
0: One whole vote. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I can't say I actually remember much of that particular episode anyway, other than I believe uh, Anya was wearing some very short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, oh, and um, Xander was a pirate. And Dawn gets her first kiss. See? I oh, no, I don't that. even remember that.
1: Oh. That's how
0: memorable that episode was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
1: not very uh, memorable. I'm going to... Um, uh, read what Nightshade, our fellow moderator, wrote about all the Way. She said that all the Way finally has the engagement announcement, also the lightest of the Halloween episodes. Which is, uh, a good point.
0: The lightest, and and clearly, the most dull, clearly, no one, <laughs> <laughs> only one person polished. wanted it,
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> we're all a dark bunch of people who were like, oh, light episode, away with that. <laughs> <laughs> and the, um, the loser, or <laughs> the... The
0: runner-up, or the second runner-up? No, the third runner-up. The third ah.
1: runner-up is <laughs> Life of the Party from Angel Season 5, which got three votes.
0: Which is ever so slightly more memorable in that it was a lawn episode, wasn't it?
1: It was a Lauren episode.
0: And I don't really remember much else that happens in it. Is that the one where he goes around, <laughs> he's doing the party, and...
1: Yeah, he gets people to, like it's a little bit something blue, isn't it? Because he kind of says things to people and then they do them, like not oh, out of their I do own will.
0: Remember. Yeah, I remember that. that... It was essentially
1: something blue, the Halloween version.
0: Yeah, but not as good as something blue because not much is. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I do remember. It. I think yeah. I think I remember it for all the wrong reasons because I I do love lawn and I just remember that. Yeah, I was going to say, but Life of
1: the Party has a green guy, and not much beats the green guy
0: <laughs> with horns. Well, it, there's been better episodes based around Lawn in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there have, but, um,
1: uh, yeah, so, so we're down so to... uh
0: What was our first runner-up?
1: First runner-up is Fear Itself.
0: Fear from Itself! From Buffy People Four. Wow, that is a good episode. That really is a spooky. Episode. Five votes.
1: And should I say the winner? Which everybody already knows because there was only four episodes. It's Halloween. What oh, really? do? <laughs> 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 Six votes.
0: Well, now, we obviously need to discuss um, because when – because T made a bit of a boo-boo on the the date of the closing of the poll. (laughs) And the votes, basically, it was supposed to close to give us enough time to actually prepare the episode in question, to watch it, to do some notes and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was supposed to basically finish a couple of days before it was actually due to finish. (laughs) (laughs) So what we did was we actually took the number of votes, so... You posted on there, didn't you, to on, that, on that day that it was supposed to finish. The, yeah. Yeah, to say that it was actually finishing that day. So we actually took the number of votes on that day, on the Wednesday, the two days before, as the closing votes. Exactly. So, it, then, in actual fact, there were two winners. Yeah. Because, you
1: know, fear itself. They, we're at tied. that
0: time, they both had the exact same number of votes. So we have based it on that, although in the end, Halloween did get one more vote. Um, We actually ended up doing a a two-way.
1: Yeah, because also Smile Time in the uh, thread uh, and Suffy Base uh, suggested we should do a Halloween and Fairy Self podcast. So we listen to you
0: guys. (laughs) We always listen to everything everyone says to us at all times um but especially small and fluffy base, because they're cool um, <laughs> so yeah we we decided that it would be the best possible idea would be to just sort of stick to the vote as it was on the wednesday and uh, and yeah so we are we basically looked at both halloween and fear itself um so i think we should start with halloween bearing in mind that's the first episode
1: absolutely in the
0: the series as a whole? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah.
1: well it's the first real uh, themed um, Halloween episode uh, at least and uh, I actually thought uh, it's interesting if we're um, even though we're starting with Halloween uh, I think that it's really interesting that both Halloween and Fear itself uh, essentially have the same theme like they both play on the character's insecurities at the time yeah and that is what the episode taps into Mm. uh and i thought that was interesting because you see you know you see how the characters may have changed throughout the years and how they may not have changed
0: (laughs) yeah and i mean halloween for a um an early because this is quite early on in um buffy season two isn't it i believe it's number six so yeah. at that point, obviously season one had finished, and they'd been recommissioned to season two um, and they obviously wanted to maybe mix it up a little bit um, they It was pre uh, dated with such excellent episodes, actually seriously excellent episodes like school hard, um, which obviously introduced Spike and Drusilla, um to the mix and then the quite Wonderful, depending on your point of view, Inca Mummy Girl. <laughs> and, um, equally wonderful, Reptile Boy. Um, so, at that point in the season, I think that, um, you know, School Hard was, was such a fantastic episode. Um, and then there were two that, you know, weren't maybe as good. And then Halloween came along. And I think, you know, at that point in the show, I mean, Halloween is quite brilliant. It's a very simple um, prospect. And like you say, it is, it's, it is it's kind it's, uh, of recycled for fear itself in a, in a way. Um, and yeah, simple, and I mean, it's, it's really, it's really
1: charming. It's, it's really effective and charming, I think. Because, uh, I mean, they don't really waste time with like super big effects or anything. It's more about just where the characters are, you know. It's very character focused. Hmm. And I think that's really nice. I uh, I actually really love Halloween. So I was really excited to um, watch both of these. Cause these are two of my favorite episodes.
0: And, you know, just obviously we, we will talk about them together in a bit more detail. But even though they are very similar episodes, I mean, just sort of the general feel of each episode, is so, you know, so markedly different. Um, you know, Halloween is more of a sort of comedy episode and fear itself is actually genuinely quite creepy um and i think it shows that you know over two years the the maturity of the show is obviously you know it is getting a little bit more mature um but i think we should definitely discuss halloween in a bit more detail yeah Um, absolutely
1: i think that halloween is partly really interesting because um I think it's not that they're kind of exploring a little bit how Buffy is insecure about not being a normal girl. Yeah. And I think that that's, um, it's kind of brave of them to just go like, oh, you have this superhero girl, and she's really cute, and she should be, you know, I mean... <laughs> I mean, really, like, she's a superhero, mm. but she's still, like, really secure and, um, just feels like she wishes she could be normal and yeah. have time to, like, get ready for a date.
0: Yeah, you know? she wants to be a normal girl for her centuries-year-old vampire with soul boyfriends.
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's honestly that all it, girls go
0: through
1: <laughs> <laughs> honestly one of my biggest pet peeves about this episode is i mean the thing is i get it they're trying to go like oh buffy seems secure she wishes that she could be normal and look out uh, or show up to date looking nice but i really hate it when she's talking to angel and she tells him like oh uh, do you know what I think about ambush tactics, beheadings, like not the stuff dreams are made of? And then she kind of walks off. And I just really want to go like, girl, your boyfriend is like a 200-something-year-old vampire. What do you think he thinks about?
0: <laughs> well, probably, <laughs> you know, still pained over all of the deaths and stuff that he's caused over the years. <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, seriously I mean, tortured. <laughs> I mean, it's just,
1: such a stupid comment on her behalf even if I'm I, I get where they're coming from That what they're trying to show it's, it, it really annoys me <laughs>
0: um, shall we talk about the costumes that each of them actually choose um, because obviously like you say Buffy has this deep desire to just be a, a normal everyday girl you know in a way and
1: I think that she really wants to be her priestly herself you know like that kind of You know, a little bit vapid Valley girl Mm. who's maybe a little bit more like Cordelia, who gets to you know walk around and, well, think about being pretty. You know. Yeah. Because she make that comment later when she and um, when she and Willow steals Giles' files, which is hilarious. (laughs) I mean, oh god, that is so cute, and her trying to talk to distract Giles. I love it when
0: she's like, "Look at me when I'm talking (laughs) to you."
1: calendar said you were a babe
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i did make a note about um you know specifically giles when you know buffy actually leaves and he's like oh you know she thinks i'm a babe and she and he's so sweet about it and yeah i forgot about you know all of the stuff with giles and jenny and you know, um, I'm not really the sort of person who goes back into season, you know, the earlier seasons, one, two, three, that sort of. So it
1: was I'm quite nice. i that kind of person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I always kind of like to go back. It always feels quite nostalgic to, for me to go back and, and look at these uh, earlier episodes and go, oh, yeah, that's really sweet. And, yeah, and because obviously the fact that they steal the Watcher Diaries is where she gets the inspiration for the, the gown.
1: Yeah, and she's sitting there looking at some, you know, 18th century woman, and she's like, oh, she gets all wistful, like, oh, like, wouldn't that have been the life? Like, you could have walked around and been pretty all day. And again, you just want to go like, that's the stupidest thing you've ever said. Like, they did not have a good life.
0: No, there was like no hygiene. You had like a bath every month. (laughs) You know, there was no medical care.
1: Like, if you were walking around looking like that, you most definitely had slaves. (laughs) You didn't just go to parties, and you weren't yeah. a good person. It, I mean, it
0: it wasn't a good time.
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, I do think it reflects that she just really wants to have a simpler life where she can just, yeah, kind of be Cordelia in a way.
0: Well, I mean, we're in obviously the picture that we see in the Watcher Diaries. Mm-hmm. I wondered, is that supposed to be Darla?
1: Yeah, maybe, but she had very dark hair. Well. And also, like, they say that she doesn't have a name, but she clearly has a name. There's, like, a name written right next yeah. to that. Yeah. see, figure.
0: I, I made a note that the name looks like it says Sarah. Yeah. I don't know whether that was just me, you know, because obviously it flashes up quite quick, and I, I didn't pause it or anything like that, but it it looks like it says Sarah.
1: Um, yeah, I think that's probably a mistake from, you know, they probably just wanted to use that image. uh and didn't really think about the fact that there was a name there, but.
0: I mean, it would have obviously, you know, retrospectively been a really n- nice, you know, touch to include a picture of Darla, um, because we know that Darla did dress like that.
1: Yeah, that's true, but Buffy also says that Angel is like 18 or something there, so then he couldn't have been Darla, because he was older when he was turned. I mean, Angel oh, is true. clearly not 18. Uh.
0: Oh, well. so it no, it was just—it was just a thought that I had that you mm, yeah. know maybe well it could have been <laughs> it could have <laughs> been we we'll, we will probably never know, um, and but yeah
1: clearly that's the outfit she picks later yeah and she looks awesome in it she looks really really great I would say
0: yeah the um, the the hair I mean I I don't mm-hmm. know if they put her in a wig or but the. You know, she has her hair up really nice, and it's obviously really dark. And and obviously, we know that SMG is a natural brunette, and I think that the you know the dark hair really does suit her. Um, I'm not sure why Buffy the character decided to have dark hair. Maybe, like you say, maybe because the woman in the the photo—the photo—it wasn't a photo, silly. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't have photos back then. Um, Yeah, the woman in the in the image had um, dark hair, but it just seemed a bit strange for her to kind of go dark yeah i
1: think maybe they were trying to show how different she's trying to be you know yeah maybe that is like yeah
0: and um and willow obviously uh int- int- willow's choice of costume is very interesting on in many levels um her ghost costume well she's got the ghost costume but she's got the obviously the the costume that she wears underneath with the short skirt and you know she looks great but I was kind of wondering, what is she actually supposed to be? Like a yeah, I was thinking that too. Or, that's not very <laughs> yeah, I <was> Halloween.
1: <laughs> I was like, yeah, um, Buffy's like, "It's come as you aren't," and I'm like, "Yeah, but what is she? Like, I have no idea what costume that is, except for like kind of maybe a rocker chick.
0: Yeah, that's. But I don't not, know. That's not very Halloween, like a a, a zombie rocker chick. No, she like <laughs> a zombie? Uh, yeah. So. I, I thought that the, the choice of, of outfit was, was obviously interesting because it kind of, it showed how she put on the ghost costume on the top because she's obviously shy, she's not got very a lot of confidence. Um, and it was, I felt, it was interesting foreshadowing in the episode as a whole for Willow's sense of confidence and inner self because eventually she does become a bit more confident, um, you know,
1: I thought it was really interesting to watch that scene because a few days earlier there had been a discussion on the board and, uh, our uh, member Carrie Hopewell was talking about how much she dislikes Halloween. And I remember going like, what? Who dislikes this episode? And she, uh, had uh, very good reasons, but she was partly also talking about, uh, this scene where Buffy is kind of pressuring Willow to wear this I mean, for lack of a better word, skanky outfit. And Willow clearly doesn't want to, and Buffy is very much pushing her to do something she's not comfortable with. And, like, Carrie remarked on that, and that she, like, really didn't like that, that that was kind of Buffy being a little bit of a bit gap. Or, I, I can't remember exactly what she said, but uh I had that in my head as I was watching the scene, and I thought that I was... Uh, a really interesting viewpoint uh, yeah
0: I've never thought of that before to be honest either I just no, assumed that it was and, um, Buffy just trying to persuade her in a you know as a friend to kind of say you know step out of your comfort zone a little bit And
1: yeah well that's yeah. what I still felt when I was watching it I feel like I mean the thing is Buffy here she's what 16 15 16
0: I think she's, she's 17 16, at this point because isn't she 16 in season 1 yeah because she says I'm 16 I don't want to die yeah but she hasn't one. had
1: her birthday yet right that's uh, later in like innocence
0: oh you're right
1: yeah and anyway she's like 16 <laughs> 17 <laughs> she, years old
0: she she is kid, so i do feel like on 17 <laughs> um. <laughs> i do feel like you know i,
1: I cut her some slack there because maybe what she's doing isn't the best thing but i do think she's doing it from a good place like she's trying to get willow to be more comfortable and she's thinking the way buffy thinks you know it's kind of like if Cordelia, well, no, okay, maybe Cord- Cordelia's a bad choice. Um, but, you know, like how you, you know, you don't really have the insight into other people's minds yet or how they might feel when you're 16. So I do think that Buffy's just, you know, she's doing it from a place of
0: love. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think she is. I, I certainly, I would never take it that she's doing it for any reason other than she is genuinely trying to help below. And, you know, Buffy's never kind of come across as the sort of person who would, you know, do something like that maliciously. Um, you know, this, you know, at the end of the day, this, this is her best friend in the whole world. And, you know, yeah, you could maybe say that she is maybe being a bit of a bitker. but <laughs> I, I, like you say, I, I genuinely think she's doing it for, the right reason she is trying to help willow and sometimes you do that with friends sometimes your friends might not want to do stuff and you know you try and gently persuade them and um you know try and and help them um they might still turn around and say no i don't want to do it but you know sometimes you've got to have that little talk and 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 try and persuade them otherwise and i kind of see that that's all she was trying to do um And then in the end, Willow obviously continues wearing her ghost outfit, which is literally just a white sheet with the word boo (laughs) across it, which is awesome. Um, And yeah, I think that uh, because obviously um, Willow uh, really ends up saving the day in the episode as a whole. Um, Yeah. You know, she takes control, she becomes confident in her own, she does it on her own. Um, So she doesn't actually need Buffy. It doesn't really matter to her what Buffy says.
1: No, but do you Um, know what's a little bit funny? Uh, Because, you know, like, Willow and Oz bump into each other when she's in the ghost costume at school, but then at the end of the episode, first time he sees her, uh, she's... No, it's not the first time, because he already saw her. He saw her in the Eskimo. In Inkimo, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, And now he sees her, and she's in this rocker chick outfit, and I just thought it was kind of funny that he sees her and goes like, wow, and she so doesn't look like herself there. Yeah. Uh, She just looked like your average rocker chick, you know, who would go to his gigs. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was a little bit funny. Yeah. I
0: love (laughs) he's. I think he's (laughs) lovely like
1: oh uh, anyway should we yeah. uh, talk about Sanders uh, <laughs> I could
0: literally just like gush over how lovely Oz is just, oh
1: yeah me yeah. too I guess. It's, there's going to be more
0: gushing a bit later in uh fear itself as well because exactly. obviously Oz is still around um but you know the main thing I think we need to talk about in this episode is we get our first wait, introduction wait, wait, to wait. Ethan
1: wait we also wait. have to uh mention Sanders costume
0: oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course
1: you would forget Sander
0: <laughs> sorry about that um yeah. I was so excited to get to Ethan. Um, (laughs) I forgot about Xander and and his military costume.
1: You know, it's kind of funny that he gets turned into a soldier based on buying a gun. Well, yeah, because. That's the only thing he buys at the store.
0: Exactly. And they say later on, oh, yeah, we all bought our costumes from Ethan's. Well, he even says he bought it from, like, a surplus, army surplus store or something. Yeah, like, yeah, the the
1: actual costume. But he got the gun at Ethan's, so.
0: Yeah, I, also, I just uh,
1: realized that. I thought that was kind of interesting that... Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's just like a small But yeah,
0: that's, it's very um, minor. But it's but clearly they, they sec- all went to Ethan's as well. Like, yeah, yeah that's weird. Clearly um,
1: his uh, out- outfit represents that he's, you know, a bit insecure about being not the manly one in charge in the team because, you know, he gets almost beaten up earlier in the episode and Buffy saves him and he gets kind of mad that she saves him from a bully.
0: Yeah, and I always... I kind of do get it. I mean, obviously, I don't get the kind of macho, oh, yeah, I'm a man and and I can't have a woman saving me. I don't don't get that. But I do kind of get that he's a teenage boy and he wants to appear manly in front of these guys. Um, I think you just want to,
1: you know, seem like you're on the same level as them, you know, that you can... I don't know. I I I, I get it. I get it from his perspective. Like, yeah, I think I, it would I be embarrassing. Yeah, I get it. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, Buffy's also really tiny, so it would be kind of embarrassing that you can't... I mean, that you have, like, this, what, 5'4", tiny girl who comes and, like... Uh, I mean, I don't even necessarily think it's about her defending him. I think it's partly about not... You know, that it's a... That Larry would have punched him and a Bruce would have healed. You know, like, that's... That's just the thing, you know, like, it's not a big deal to a guys. Maybe. Yeah,
0: but surely, <laughs> if anyone needs to be embarrassed about it, surely it's Larry. Because, obviously, he's this, you know, big guy, and he essentially gets, well, like, she doesn't really do anything to him, does she? She just basically says, you know, leave my friend alone, kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, surely, if anyone should be embarrassed, it's him. You know, he's the one who kind of started <laughs> it and made a scene and... Oh, maybe he's down so, by, this, uh, by this girl, maybe um, he's
1: so alpha male that he just shrugs it off and goes like, "Well, she's a freak, <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably <laughs> this is California in the nineties after all, um, who knows what it was to live in California in the nineties? I'm sure that you know the pretty much all high schools were like that um but yeah, I just I find it a bit weird um although i one thing I did find really weird, and I don't. I don't know if it was just me, but the gun that he buys is obviously a a toy gun, Mm -hmm. but then it turns into a real gun. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's not weirder than Buffy. That's not
1: weirder than Buffy turning into, like, uh, you know, 18th century girl. (laughs) Yeah, but
0: that's, like, obviously the person, the personality. A gun, a toy gun physically turning into a real gun.
1: Well, the kids physically turn into demons. Oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> that's,
0: that's, that's my thinking kind of completely, like, out of the water there. <laughs> Although, when he does shoot the gun, he, you can tell he's not actually shooting the gun, because he is literally just, like, holding it and, like, wiggling and going... I didn't
1: think about
0: that. <laughs> it's, it's quite obvious. If you look, it's quite obvious that he's not actually firing real bullets. He's just, they've obviously, like, put put the sound over the top, like, superimposed the sound. And he is literally just holding the gun and going, and just, like, wiggling his... <laughs> Maybe that's just me noticing weird things. But, yeah. It's just, I didn't, I I forgot about the kids that turn into the actual little demon things. So yeah, it does kind of affect them physically. But then they're people and this is like inanimate. I don't know. I
1: don't know. Maybe <laughs> I really I- love it when uh, Willow goes Willow goes to the library. It's a great scene when she comes walking out through the wall and she scares Giles. It's um one of the best scenes of the episode. I think. <laughs> but she tells him what's happened and then, you know, she tells him about Cordelia having, you know, her cat on costume like uh that it's way worse than her own costume and he's like "dear god did she turned into an actual feline" and uh i don't know something about that moment just really tickles me when he thinks that cordelia turns into an actual cat
0: and to be fair i mean cordelia does look pretty good in this episode i think that you you literally could put a a plastic bag on charisma carpenter and she'd still look completely stunning um, pretty much yeah it's it's the sort of it's like you know when you go to like halloween shop or a halloween store online and you literally every outfit for women has sexy in front of it so you've yeah. got sexy policeman <laughs> or police officer you've got um you know sexy batman and you know all of those really weird things it's like she's gone to a shop and just went i want sexy cat pretty and, much and it's <laughs> yeah it's just like super skin tight and but I wish I could pull that off. <laughs> if I could pull it off, I would literally live in that costume. Um, so yeah, I mean, we just have should... to call you Catwoman. <laughs> well, I, I do have a cat on my lap right now. So maybe uh, maybe, maybe I'm you should just stick to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could never yeah, pull off Yeah, she looks
1: him. great. Although I do think that this is one of those episodes where you can really see that Christmas is a lot older than like Buffy and them. Or yeah. uh, impairing them because she does. I mean, she doesn't really look like a high school teenager. No.
0: No, and I think. How old was she? I think she was like maybe 27.
1: Oh, wow, she was that old, huh? Yeah, I think she was I that
0: she was that old. Well. <laughs> Literally, everyone <laughs> listening over the age of 27 is cursing you right now. <laughs> hey, I'm over 27. <laughs> Yeah, but you still can't say it. <laughs> no, Plus I think, I think older she was around, around the other. Her age. I don't know exactly for sure. But, <laughs> yeah, she was quite a little bit older than the rest of the cast. And it definitely shows in this, not just not just generally for how she looks, but also I think she's got, like, a a confidence that, other members of the cast don't have and i think that's the sort of confidence that does come with age yeah and but yeah i, I mean, would say she,
1: though that i i really do like her in this episode i think yeah, um
0: she's quite funny <laughs>
1: yeah she's really funny and i think that it shows um partly Cordelia kind of at her best because you know clearly she's interested in angel and she's not afraid of competition but in the end, when Buffy's, you know, all helpless and frightened, B- Cordelia does come through when, like, goes like, oh, he's a good vampire, he would never hurt you. <laughs> like, like you know, she does help in the end.
0: I always find that the, the scene in uh, The Bronze where Cordelia is, um, you know, trying to chat Angel up while he's waiting for Buffy, I always kind of flash sort of forward a little bit to them, you know when they're together in Angel, the, mm-hmm. the show, and it's always quite nice to kind of see sort of where they started. And obviously she had this big crush on him, and um, which she kind of conveniently forgets. Um, and then obviously you know they work together sort of in the future, and it's sort of quite nice to see the sort of beginnings of their sort of not re- relationships—the wrong word because it's like a friendship.
1: Well, it's a relationship. Uh, yeah,
0: but yeah, I just didn't want to say relationship, relationship. Because, yeah. <laughs> it just gets yeah, let, let's You know, not, I let's don't not go down the Angel route today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, I don't really think that Cordelia has an actual crush on Angel. Here, I think that she just wants him because she Probably. wants him, you know, like
0: because he, maybe because he he's buffy's
1: Yeah, and, you know, like, he looks older, and he looks hot, so she wants what's best, you know?
0: Because she's clearly still dating that (laughs) other guy,
1: uh, Derek, or whatever his name is. So I I do feel like she's not so much a crush person as much as a, you know, he would look good on my arm person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, is this the episode, I think it is, isn't it, where... She's going out with the lead singer of Ozzy's band.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And, like, I think he's dumped her... Not dumped her. Didn't he... He didn't show or something for a date or something like that, and she's just annoyed. So, yeah, maybe it is a bit of that. Like, she's just a bit annoyed and she sees a hot guy and she's yeah, just like just, hello. You know,
1: I just think about uh, I think it's in the first episode maybe the pilot of season one when Cordelia says something about you know shopping and it's, she has to have the most expensive thing not because it's more expensive because it's because it costs more that she basically always wants what's almost unattainable or yeah. what's unattainable to others. Yeah. But I think that's a little bit this deal with her that she you know she wants him because he would look good on her arm, and she would one up Buffy, and yeah.
0: Yeah. Like. No, I get that. Also, the really funny scene for Cordelia was the one where she's actually talking to Oz by the lockers, mm-hmm. and she mentions yeah. Devon, and then she's like, she's something like, "I need you oh to God, tell him." Oh And then the he's like, <laughs> "And then he's like, well, what do you want me to tell him? Nothing." And she's like we didn't talk about this and walks off and it's, it's just such a you know between them it's just such a brilliant kind of back and forth conversation that's genuinely quite funny and it just kind of shows how funny she can be um and it's something that's missed I think from later seasons where we don't have Cordelia yeah kind of I,
1: I agree uh, <laughs> uh, I called him Derek and you very correctly now said it's his name is actually Devon. I did watch the episode. I promise. I just. <laughs> Where did you get that from? I have no idea. Well, or no, actually, I do because I watched Teen Wolf also, and there's a guy on there named Derek. So
0: well, I was like, "Gee, this guys confused."
1: I was like, "It's close enough." Yeah,
0: it begins into the you know. Let's just go through all these different D names, and I'm sure we'll get there eventually. Um, <laughs> um, can we talk about Ethan?
1: Absolutely. I, uh, yeah. Hello, Ethan. Such Ethan a great Rain. character.
0: Ba-ba-bom.
1: Like, uh, I, re- I really love that they introduced this character and, of course, the whole Ripper thing.
0: Oh, I, I, the one thing that I kind of made a note of, and it was one of the first notes I made, was that there's just a the great stuff between Giles and Ethan and just how much I would have loved to have seen more of Ripper.
1: Yeah, me too. Really really would have loved that. And I I think these two have a great chemistry between each other.
0: Yeah. But just the the shots of when Giles is beating Ethan. I mean, they are brutal. I they mean, Are and he you is You wouldn't so... expect it from this kind of shy retiring English yeah, I mean, librarian convincing. Right <laughs> like yeah,
1: uh, he yeah, he nails that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Genuinely quite menacing. You know, you wouldn't want to meet this guy down a dark alley and, you know, annoy him. You know,
1: (laughs) I remember watching this for the first time on TV. So, you know, this was back in the 90s. So obviously I had no spoilers or anything, had no idea what was going to happen. And I remember when Ethan, you know, goes like, oh, yeah, you have the whole trick that you're just this sniveling, tweed-clad watcher. And it was genuinely shocking to me. I was yeah. like, oh, my God, who is Giles? What is going to happen to Giles? Is Giles going to be a bad guy? Like, I remember there was just, yeah, it was really effective storytelling because it yeah. really, like, put me on edge about Giles.
0: And I think it still it still works. I mean, even though I've seen all of Buffy and I know, obviously, I, I don't know comic book storylines and stuff like that for, for Giles, but... Just even though I watched all of Buffy, and just that kind of line, it really still resonates. And you're a bit like, oh, you you are genuinely quite interested to to find out more about this sort of Ripper persona. And it just kind of made me think about. I know back in the day, they there were talks about a Ripper TV show. In yeah, the I know UK. that would have been great. And I know that uh, Anthony Stewart Head had, I think he had conversations with the BBC and. Obviously, nothing ever came out, you know, Ooh. about it. And but it it would have been so fantastic to to sort of see more of this sort of character before he became just everyday librarian slash watcher Rupert Giles. It would have been
1: great, and I would also really have loved seeing more of Ethan because I I do think he's he's a really interesting and like he's a fun villain, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah and it it's quite nice because you you obviously when you first watch this episode you don't expect him to be the villain you just think oh he's just running a shop and oh you know he he does a good deal for Buffy on this particular dress and you think he's a nice guy and I think that I do I can't remember the name of the the guy who plays Ethan it, like literally, do not know what the guy yeah, is. Yeah, I'm sure
1: someone will. Sorry, guy. Tell uh, us you're awesome. <laughs>
0: um, maybe, maybe we could fill for a little bit, and maybe I could find out really quick. No, uh, uh, I okay. actually
1: did. Robin Sachs.
0: Robin Sachs. Yeah, I, I don't know who he is. I, I do recognise his face. Maybe he's been in some other things here in the UK, or I'm, I'm not really sure. But yeah, he, he is great, and obviously he will reoccur. Um, in one further episode, I believe.
1: Uh, I think he's in two. He's in two more episodes because he's in Band he's Candy Band and Candy. then he's in uh, A New Man.
0: Of course he is. Yes, of course he is. Which are obviously both fan. very Giles centric episodes. So um, yeah, he's he's a really interesting character, and I'm I'm a bit sad that we didn't get to see Ethan back um in in maybe a later season of Buffy um for another nefarious reason um but well obviously he gets great. taken
1: away by the government, so who knows where he is by now?
0: yeah, that's true <laughs> um
1: <laughs> so towards the end of this episode, like the one thing that annoys because I think well, I think it's a great take on Halloween that it would be like. The one holiday that vampires just go, oh, geez, too commercialized. We're going to stay inside. <laughs> uh, Instead of, you know, like walking out and hiding in plain sight and killing people with, you know, people thinking you're in costume. That would have been a way better idea, but whatever. <laughs> Things are clearly stupid. Um, but I do think Spike is great in the episode. Yes. Uh It is a little bit funny that he gets, like, children to help I mean like but he doesn't like ask any other vampires he gets like a horde of uh, newly created demon children
0: yeah to I, mean, w- I was always a bit confused where he actually sort of found them yeah uh, I don't know maybe he, they I were just, just the kind of rounded or... them up yeah, yeah. But, but obviously uh, the the very first scene in the episode I believe is when he's watching Buffy fight and he's getting well he got he, sorry he wasn't watching them he got the guy to record Yeah. And then he was, you know, watching the recording and I'll play it again, play it again. And I thought that was quite interesting because that's some really good foreshadowing for his later obsession with her. Or maybe he thought it
1: was uh, a good insight into who Spike is. Yeah. He just he plans, you know, he plans, he studies. He's not stupid. You know, he's pretty smart about
0: it. Um, I mean, we know he's always been obsessed with the Slayer. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, killing the Slayer. Um But I wasn't sure whether it was just his obsession with the Slayer or whether it was the start of his obsession with Buffy as a whole. Um But either way, he's still being creepy and, like, you know, watching her fight, which is still a bit creepy. But, I um, really
1: love it when uh, anything where he's there with Drew, I think they have such great chemistry. Yeah, no, they uh,
0: really do.
1: The only thing that's annoying about Spike is kind of at the end when he's about to bite her and then Buffy comes back. (laughs) And then, you know, like this, I mean, this happens in like all TV shows, so it's not Buffy specific, but it's really annoying when she's standing there and she has Spike and she just lets Let's him him run away.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the same, isn't it? Yeah. And you're just like, okay,
1: he's going to go out and kill people now. You're not a very responsible superhero, you know? Yeah.
0: And you understand that, obviously, with with these shows, they've kind of got to let the villain get away so he can, like, I'll get you next time, Buffy, <laughs> you know, and all of that. And it does feel a little bit, a little bit cartoony. It feels, coincidentally, it feels a little bit like Scooby-Doo. You I know, yeah. They'll, they'll just, I mean, I know in Scooby-Doo they do tend to catch old man smithers or whatever, and it's like, oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, it it just, it feels a little bit cartoony and, um, yeah. It's just, it just a, l- little bit of a,
1: a little bit of a pet peeve that you understand why they do it, but it's still annoying as heck.
0: Exactly, and also the fact that everyone is in the warehouse. You know, you've got Buffy, you've got Xander. Obviously, Willow's not there because at that point she re- reverts back to her body. You've also got Angel there, who was quite an adept fighter himself. Yeah. And none of them think to you know, collar spike and say, ah, <laughs> oh, he go. You know, we've got you, son. Um, it's, it's done a prison for you or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. He just kind of, they're just away. standing
1: like in the background, like they're Buffy's like do group or something. They're just standing there ready to <laughs> break into song for her. Oh, that would
0: have been so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously at the end, um, you get this really sweet scene with Buffy and Angel in her bedroom. Um, I wonder if her mother knows um, <laughs> that he's up there. Because uh, I could tell you if uh, if it was my mother, um, she'd insist to have the door open, and um, she'd be standing outside listening in to my conversation <laughs> to make sure I wasn't saying anything too uh, rude. Um, but <laughs> that would
1: not have been my mother. My mother would probably have closed the door and gone like, "Have fun."
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, my my mother was very strict. Um, but I. I thought it was quite sweet because the chemistry between Sarah and David in that scene. I mean it's it's really nice. You kind of forget that how much chemistry they actually had. Um, yeah. I thought that scene Orwell. was really sweet and
1: I actually thought it was really interesting that he tells her that he always wished he could make, meet someone interesting. Uh and in my head I was like, yeah, Darla. <laughs> <laughs> Because he does meet somebody really interesting, and that's why he's here now. He meets Darla; (laughs) she changes everything for him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but is is that actually canon at this point? Though the whole Darla thing—we know that obviously, because we we knew Darla from season one, um, because she was like the master's basically head person, wasn't she? And I'm just because obviously I am rubbish. I don't really watch season one. Episodes, I have not for a long time. I know no, I but you
1: know, like it's still kind of, you know, it does, it it fits for Darla. Yeah, it's I, kind I, of like like you reading into Spike that it's uh, his future obsession with Buffy. We don't know yet that's going to happen.
0: To be honest, I I do pay a hell of a lot more attention to the Spike episodes than I do to the Darla episodes. I have to be honest. Well,
1: like, I love Darla, so get ready for more Darla Doc. <laughs>
0: Dala, I I must admit, I I very much enjoyed Dala in Angel. I thought, as a character, I thought she was great in Angel. But obviously we're not talking about Angel. So... um, Yeah, let's
1: move on to Fear Itself.
0: Well, just before we do, I just wanted to um, say, I don't know if you've got the DVDs of Season 2. Yeah. Um, I've got the the sort of new style packaging DVDs. I think they came out a few years ago. Um, And the... DVD menu for season two is so cheesy CGI terrible I just wanted to shout out is to the
1: one with the graveyard the one
0: with the graveyard didn't yeah
1: because I have like really old DVDs and they have that one and it's like it feels like it takes forever before you get to an episode I
0: know and I was it's like it's really I annoying can't it I just want to play it and it's like no I'm going to sweep you through the graveyard and up through past the statue oh god it's so annoying
1: because I've actually like watched some discs so much that they're kind of broken so I was going to buy a new one and uh, I was like oh I hope that they don't have this intro there
0: <laughs> yeah I can tell you that the new style packaging does have this crappy terrible CGI intro that takes five minutes before you can even play Um, However,
1: (laughs) I watched, uh, now now I watched it on Netflix, and I don't know what it is, but I feel like they're using some new version. Like, I know there was talk about before that they had some new version of Buffy on Netflix that wasn't really that good, and I think uh, this might be the one, because the episodes were really oddly light. It felt like somebody had, like, turned up the light a lot like somebody was standing in the corner with a lamp shining it on them right on them it it looked really weird and not very good
0: because i know that on the forums we've obviously been talking a lot about um the hd remasters and Mm -hmm. generally the general consensus is people hate them um but it does sound like one of the things they did was they lightened everything (laughs)
1: yeah and it looks terrible (laughs) yeah
0: so basically it looks like you're uh trick-or-treaters are going out in the daylight <laughs>
1: yeah well, almost <laughs>
0: um yeah oh. so i think i think we've exhausted everything we can talk about halloween uh, it's a great episode um let's talk about another great episode based around the theme of halloween shall we
1: Fear yourself. yourself and, and uh, i wrote itself. up what i what i felt was Because obviously, like I said, I feel like both of the episodes play to the characters' insecurities and stuff they need to work through. Mm. And I really felt like this episode for Buffy is, you know, she feels that something is wrong with her and she's afraid of being abandoned. Uh, Willow is, you know, afraid to fail with her magic. She has some insecurities with magic Mm. and that she's just like the sidekick.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Xander is, you know... Like, he's not in college with the Mm -hmm. rest of them. He feels like he's kind of being phased out, like he's becoming invisible. And Oz has werewolf fears. He has fears about, you know, not being able to control his wolfy side.
0: Yeah, which is also some great foreshadowing for later on in the season where he does lose control. It
1: is. And I thought it was kind of sad because, you know, like, in a way, Halloween is, like the beginning of uh, Austin Willow, and this is kind of the beginning of the end for Austin Willow because you know his fears about not controlling his wolfy self is what kind of leads them, what leads him to leave.
0: I just need a moment to con- <laughs> to calm myself. The 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 whole I love Austin Willow. <laughs>
1: I know, and it's it's really great to have Austin in these episodes. I think yes. he's a great character. Like.
0: He yeah. is wonderful. He is such a sweet, lovely person. He has, you know, he has no prejudice. He, he says like it is, but he doesn't say that much. <laughs> he's, he's one of those characters that back when I first watched it, I didn't really care that much for Oz and I just thought, oh, he's rubbish. Cause, you know, he's not as good looking as the rest of the guys and did
1: you ever think that really we can't be friends anymore
0: (laughs) genuinely i i never used to think he was as good looking as the rest of the cast now i would say he's up there i think he's wonderful but i think he's wonderful just all-round great lovely person like I agree and I think it's nice I don't know, I feel like
1: it's the nice balance to the group when like Sander also has a guy friend to talk to and yeah. yeah. And um, also I mean, come on, he has the best he has yeah. the best Halloween outfit. <laughs> he
0: does. I love I love that um, when Willow obviously is Joan of Arc, she explains about who Joan of Arc is and about how Joan of Arc found God and then <laughs> and then it just so happens that that's who Oz is? But it's, it's very Oz, it's very understated, you know, he's a man of very few words. Yeah, Those and I also don't. feel like,
1: you have to be off to get away with that costume, like,
0: yeah, I, I know Xander <laughs> says, oh, you know, I wish I'd thought of that, Xander would not have been able to get away, with, No. with that kind of costume, Um, and, I just, love, Oz and Willow, together, Thank in, you. in this particular episode, and, you know pretty much in in all episodes really um i think i think they're fantastic i think they work really well together it's quite clear that seth green is really close with pretty much everyone in the cast So, he you know he works really well with everyone um and i thought it was a real shame for the show when he actually left and he decided he wanted to be a movie star yeah. um
1: i can understand him but also was missed
0: yes very much. Um but more on this episode. Yeah, sorry. We're talking Sunbreaker? about we're turning into an Oz podcast. I was <laughs> How I, did actually, I did actually um make a note. Um we w- when we see um Anya um she visits Xander at his house and she mentions that uh, Uncle Rory let her in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to shout out yet again to Uncle Rory because we mentioned him last uh, podcast. Uh, because he was the guy who lent Xander the oh, car. Oh, right. Um, right. So I remember Uncle Rory. Um, I
1: don't remember Uncle Rory. Clearly, <laughs> he was not very memorable.
0: <laughs> I uh, just randomly remembered him. So yeah, um, shout I out to Uncle Rory I remember the car again. shaped like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was his penis metaphor. <laughs> um, so... Yeah. You know, um
1: speaking of costumes, obviously that Anya goes as a bunny is hilarious. Yeah. But the thing is that like Sander asks her like cuz he said that he told her to get a scary costume and then he asks her like that she thinks like that's a scary costume to you, but I'm like none of the others are wearing scary costumes.
0: No. Because I mean, depending on... your Riding Hood.
1: Maybe Giles in the sombrero is kind of scary, but... <laughs> I mean, really, like, the others aren't wearing scary costumes either, so... Yeah, no,
0: they're, just... they're really not. Oh, my cat is climbing. Oh, God, she's going to knock everything over. I think to <laughs> Okay, go.
1: well, I am going to say what really annoys me about uh, Buffy in this episode... And she is, like, way overreacting about the Parker thing. Do you think? Like, in the start of the episode, I was with her. But then when she, like, she, you know, sees him in the cafeteria and she, like, pushes her food away and, like, storms off all dramatically. And, I mean, she's, I'm like, girlfriend, please. Uh, I really felt like when Willow follows her, uh, what I really wanted was for Cordelia to be there uh, to just go, like, Thank your inner mophead and get over this.
0: <laughs> you see, I didn't see it like that. I kind of completely understood that. You know, here's this guy who has obviously treated her quite badly. She thought that there was something between them, and he's obviously he just but she's one like thing.
1: she's so overreacting because Willow is like, "Oh, maybe I'll meet somebody at the party," and Buffy's like, "I think I've reached my quota. Some meeting someone," and I'm like, "Ah, uh, you've had like." Two boyfriends and a thing. What do you mean <laughs> yeah. you have reached your quota? Like, like yeah, that's all I you think get? You get the feels crowd.
0: like that at some point. Like, yeah, but then know, she goes to her mom. Can't be bothered anymore with men.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like then as the episode goes on, we see that Buffy is failing her psych class. She's like moping around, avoiding her friends, and then when she talks to her mom, she you know talks about you know how you open your heart, your heart to someone and they bail on you. And I get it that this is tapping into, you know, like her hurt from Angel still. Mm. But I'm like, come on. She had like, what, two dates with Parker? if even that? How much of her heart did she open to him? <laughs> So like basically, is <laughs> way
0: over dramatic. the moral of this story is if you want someone to sympathize with your current relationship problems Don't call me Don't call Taki, call Athena <laughs> Because Taki won't care. She'll just say stop your whining and get on with life. <laughs> well, I just don't <laughs> indeed, and she
1: should have because yeah. She was way overreacting, in my opinion.
0: Oh, I I didn't see it like that. Because I I can't
1: remember if the beer bad is after... Yeah, beer bad is after this, and then she's obviously still moping about Parker. I'm like, oh, (laughs) jeez. Drama queen.
0: Okay, so maybe... I do think that when she she goes to Professor Walsh and she gets shot down, (laughs) 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 Professor Walsh basically says, you've got two arms, two legs, and a head um you've got no reason to skip your classes um don't do it again um sometimes you do need a little bit of a wake-up call to stop wallowing in your own self-pity
1: yeah yes. (laughs) you you know that's what we should have had cordelia here for
0: well yeah cordelia wouldn't have stood for any of this would she (laughs) So, um, one thing I wanted to mention was, at the start of um, the episode, um, Buffy is obviously in her uh, Red Riding Hood costume, which looks really cute, but not all that scary. Um, And a guy jumps out in front of her wearing a mask, so he looks like a demon. And so she she hits him. And then, (laughs) it always makes me laugh, he asks her, like, what's wrong with you? It's like you just jumped out in front of a young woman wearing a mask. What do? You, what did you expect? And it's like that's that's not Buffy's fault, because if no, it was that I to me, I'd probably punch him as well. Yeah, it's just yeah, weird. Men are weird. <laughs>
1: Men are weird. Can that can that be the title for our episode?
0: <laughs> it can be because generally, I think the general consensus over both of these episodes is that, you know, men do weird things. <laughs> and okay. then bad things happen because of men. <laughs> and um, just going back to...
1: Speaking to Joey, of men...
0: I was going to speak uh, of Joyce. <laughs> She's not a man. I'm, g- I'm going to speak
1: of Riley, because uh, you mentioned the professional, Professor Wash scene, and I'm like, I'm at this point when I'm watching this, and I'm like, I really want to like Riley, because he's really nice, but I'm like, oh my... Oh, that horrible hair! He looks like a '90s boy band overgrown toddler.
0: But isn't that the point?
1: Yeah, maybe like, I don't he's know. He's supposed
0: to look like he should. He's like a member of the Backstreet Boys. I'm <laughs> sure so. that's like back in the day. Like that was that was the hot look.
1: I know, and it's terrible.
0: <laughs> it is terrible now, but back then it was like swoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just
1: really, really awful. I really want to just. Cut his hair. Thankfully yeah. he does that. So yeah, that was my shallow note of today.
0: I mean, Riley is not really in this episode very much um, because this is obviously the start of season four, so we don't really know anything about him. Obviously we meet some of the initiative who uh, the, the the Scoobies assume are in costume because they just look like military people. Yeah, see uh,
1: they do what the demons should do. They hide in plain sight when everybody's going back, like, oh well that's a cool costume.
0: um uh,
1: why are they out? That's to huh?
0: Why why are the initiative out and about? They, well, know, maybe that they there don't are no know demons around.
1: Well maybe they don't know that.
0: Well, clearly they're stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, clearly from the rest of the season, uh, they were
0: indeed. Well, yeah, foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about because obviously they go to a house party. Um, oh, you wanted to talk about Joyce? Oh, I did want to talk about Joyce. I just wanted to um, do. A l- I love doing my little shout-outs and callbacks to things because obviously she mentions Ted. Um, yeah. As uh, a guy that. Um, she dated who turned out to be a robot. Um, but I just thought her pep talk with Buffy was actually really sweet. I know that, you know, some people on the boards are a bit mixed about Joyce and, you know, I it was whether really she's a great good mother or a terrible mother.
1: Yeah, um, a lot of people seem to think she's a terrible mother. <laughs> um,
0: but I actually think her pep talk in this episode is really nice. And
1: Yeah, me too. And I thought it was very nice to see Buffy at home with mom, you know, it felt very... I don't know. Maybe it was being back in the house uh, as opposed to being at college. It was something about it that was just very homey and kind of comforting. Yeah. Even to me as a viewer, you know.
0: Yeah. No, it really was, and it, it was a good, good pet talk, and and yeah, it, it's just it's always nice to see Joyce. I love Joyce. I think she's great. Um, I think that in the earlier seasons she she suffers a little bit, but in in season. Sort of four going into five. I think she's a great character. And it was really nice to see her, uh, as good Joyce, giving good, good pet talks to her daughter. <laughs> um, so yeah, let, let's talk about the, the sort of bare bones of the episode, the, the house party, um, and the, the, uh, the demon they invoke by drawing a, a symbol on the ground, uh, which is accidentally, um, activated, activated by, by us. Oz's blood um I always I remember first watching this episode and when we get to the end and we we see the the demon is Gaknar yeah right Gaknar um and I always thought oh that's a that's stupid that's lame you know it's not even I always love that but when I when I rewatched it for this I genuinely thought it was hilarious
1: yeah like I think that's super hilarious that's the, like the best part of it in a way uh, that he's just like this tiny little fear demon
0: actual size <laughs> <laughs> it's and hilarious then, yeah, uh,
1: I also thought it's kind of funny because it's like when Giles is reading and trying to solve the situation it's so buffy to kind of like punch first and ask later
0: so yeah. she actually <laughs> brings
1: it forth and it's just such a funny moment yeah. when he's like breaking the seal will and she breaks it and he's like
0: actually bring him forth <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is it is really quite funny and um but before we actually meet little baby Gatnar, um don't the, the stuff... to fear demon <laughs> <laughs> oh it's funny um the, the stuff that happens in the house to 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 sort of everyone is genuinely yeah. very creepy i mean this is it is like scary compared to halloween as the yeah, Halloween episode. buffy in the basement
1: i feel a little bit scarred from yeah. that that was genuinely frightening
0: yeah like with the hands and it always amazes me like i know this is going a little bit off topic but it always amazes me how they actually do that like they have people in the ground like how yeah, i it's, really want to know how tv shows put people in the ground like that i really do because to me that's just amazing you
1: just you just bury them, Athena. Have you never play buried anybody before in your basement? You are so weird. No,
0: we don't do that in the UK. That must be a Swedish thing. <laughs> totally is. We do We're that just all the time. Very random people. Um, but yeah, because it must be really claustrophobic and yeah, it's, it's a great effect though to have the hands coming out and trying to grab her and um, yeah, really quite frightening and um, obviously Willow with her little um what does she call them the The, yeah i can't remember a certain spell doesn't she and uh, like a finding spell or something
1: yeah like a little guiding spell i actually think that sanders is quite scary i mean that well he basically becomes invisible to his friends that's kind of unsettling you know
0: and at first you maybe think that you know buffy is maybe playing with him and and then she just continually asks where's he gone and and the fact that he can't communicate with her, he can't be seen by her. And, yeah, genuinely... I I, I wouldn't say that Xander's is the most sort of frightening.
1: Well, um, not really, but it's kind of sad, especially considering yeah. where where he is at the time. That you feel him, like you're kind
0: definitely.
1: of... He kind of feels like he's becoming nobody, you know?
0: Yeah. Um. I mean... Oz obviously fearing the wolf and the wolf comes back the scene of him sitting in the bathtub you know sort of saying you know "I, I won't change you know I won't change is genuinely quite harrowing because you can obviously see that he is it looks like he is changing and the scene where where he's with Willow and you know he's like I need to get out and the fact that all the doors are uh closing and yeah, it's genuinely very, very Yeah, and I wonder unsettling.
1: the guy who falls down the stairs and breaks his neck, uh, does he actually die? Uh,
0: no, don't we see him later in the episode? Oh, I so do with uh,
1: you. Oh, yeah. and he's
0: he's basically got his neck at a really, like a 45 degree angle. I'm pretty but sure. He,
1: he's he in, in the basement with Buffy talking to her, like scaring her, yeah, but yeah, it feels right. like he is kind of dead that the house has taken him over uh, yeah I don't know but uh, what annoyed me a little bit is that uh, Buffy and her friends come to the house and they go inside and then when Anya comes to the house there is no door and I'm like when did the door decide to go away like why were Buffy and her friends the last ones allowed in
0: because it's her show <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think any time we talk about stuff like this we, we've we just got to basically headcanon it because it. it's her show. Like, But, but yeah. Athena! I know, <laughs> I, know. I know. I hate it too. But there's no other way to explain it other than they've got a quota of people and they're like, right, Jane's come in, yeah, Sarah's come in, oh, no, <laughs> Buffy's have not come in yet, we need to wait. Right, Buffy's come in, right, shut the door. <laughs>
1: okay, then I'll talk about the other thing that annoys me, or not annoys me, but that is kind of... um the scary thing that nobody, well, people do talk about it, but not as much as maybe we should. Uh, and that's the fact that Anya obviously sees the girl get trapped in the house. The mm-hmm. window closes. Yep. And she goes, Oh my god, Sander. And then she yeah. goes, Yes, Giles, because she wants to save Sander. And she doesn't care about the others. She no. makes that really clear. She just cares about Sander. And, I mean, obviously, I mean that's her whole motivation like she doesn't care about humans at all she just cares about Sander which is the basis for a really healthy relationship by the way.
0: Yeah um, but also you have got to remember this, like, is, this is uh, this is season 4 Anya. Um,
1: yeah you know and she
0: does she does start to care about other people later on.
1: Well yeah really. but I mean at this point I feel like she has been a demon. And she has always had a soul. And this should be way more concerning to us than it is. Because I feel like even season four Spike would at least have like paused and gone gone like, oh, maybe I should do something. Eh, no, maybe not. She just doesn't give the bleep and ass about anybody but Sander. And she has a soul.
0: Yeah, I think Anya's a really interesting character in the sense that I think a lot of the time the writers didn't know what to do with her. Um And I think over the course of the seasons, I think she's ver- she's written very inconsistently. And I think that if we were to dissect Anya and how Anya reacts and, you know, how she is supposed to be, I think we could basically base, you know, a year's worth of podcasts on Anya and how <laughs> Probably. she... Probably. Because she she is that sort of self-centered character. It doesn't kind of fit with her history, really. I think
1: it's just fundamentally disturbing to me that she is actually a demon, and she... I mean, in nowhere do they say that while she's, like, a vengeance demon does she not have her soul. She's still, like, just a regular person who's, you know, kind of more immortal and has these powers. Um But it's clearly, like otherwise a regular person, like, like how half wreck, her friend obviously tries to save kids. Like that's her thing as a vengeance demon. So they care, you know, about things. Uh, and it just, it's so really disturbing that it's kind of just made light of, you know, that it's not talked about more. The fact that she's like way worse than both angel and spike. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think, that- and
1: they still have to fight for their souls.
0: Yeah. I th- I think that we, like i say we could we could talk about the foibles of Anya for <laughs> quite a long time. but well, I think that you know in this episode we just have to just sort of take it that, that, I should that just she's, go
1: back to thinking about riley's hair
0: <laughs> she's just she's self centered she she obviously she likes this one person and this is the only person that she cares about um because really obviously they're, they're in a relationship, and she has Issues with understanding, like, one minute she understands things and one minute she doesn't. But that's inconsistent writing. Um, So, yeah, she is only interested in helping Xander. And as a byproduct of helping Xander, she helps everyone else. Um, I I wanted to move on to, to Giles because, obviously, at this point in the show, Giles is very lonely, and isolated you it's know
1: so sad when he's sitting eating candy on yeah, his own it's really, very sad. Really
0: sad and you know he buffy makes a point of saying you know oh you know i thought you didn't like halloween and he's obviously trying really hard to stay relevant to the group and keep um keep in contact with them obviously he's not the librarian anymore he is basically just sort of sitting at home and and yeah, he's obviously feeling like invisible. Maybe he's feeling a bit like how Xander feels. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just thought that Giles deserved a bit of a shout out. You know, I think yeah, Giles needs a hug. Like
1: a superhero of himself when he comes in with a chainsaw. That's a great scene.
0: Yeah, it is a great scene. And it's good that he can actually, you know, he feels like he's, he's not worthless. You know in because they need his help, you know, and the when when he picks up that chainsaw out of the bag, I just think that's one of the best scenes ever, and he just mm, just goes for it, um yeah, I think that Giles is obviously in a in a place where he's not very happy, and um hopefully hopefully he'll get happier because otherwise, I might just have to give him a hug <laughs> because um. Yeah, it's, it's not so, nice to see characters in that sort of situation, especially when you, you, grow, you grow affection for these characters and you don't, you don't want to see them struggling.
1: No, not really.
0: Um, so
1: uh, which one is your favourite between <laughs> Halloween and Fear Itself?
0: Well, there's quite an interesting thread on the boards at the moment about which, which Halloween episode would you watch, and it listed uh, Halloween, Fear Itself, um, All the Way, and A and Other um, episode. And on the thread I actually said... AM yeah, <laughs> you went with Hush. <laughs> because I went with Traitor.
1: Hush.
0: Um, <laughs> because Hush is a fantastic episode. It's obviously not based around Halloween but it's genuinely scary and terrifying and wonderful. And well,
1: Athena, you can't have everything you want. You have to pick between these two. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: Um, I would probably pick... Uh, I think I would pick Halloween. Because it's so sort of kitschy and sweet and lovely and season two and I need to give more love to season two. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd pick Halloween. What would you pick?
1: Well, I, uh, I, I think it's really hard because I love these episodes about equally. Uh, but now that you feel, or that that you picked Halloween, I feel like I should pick Fear itself. Uh, <laughs> I
0: knew you were gonna say that.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, because I also wanted when we were uh, trying to decide, or when we were polling for this episode, uh, you were hoping for all the way, and I was hoping oh, for Fear itself. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess it's Fear itself for me, except for Buffy being super annoying about Parker
0: that's fair I think the only reason (laughs) I I wanted all the way initially was because I don't really remember it and I I wanted to kind of try and jog my memory a little bit and hopefully it it was better than my memory kind of deems it worthy enough to be Um, but I think the general consensus is it's really not that great Um, but yeah I would have liked to have seen it just to kind of refresh my memory a little bit but yeah, I don't means... really have a
1: strong memory of it, uh, of it either.
0: No, maybe maybe we can do it for like um, an overrated slash underrated future <laughs> episode or something, and episodes that we don't remember because
1: oh, our next is Halloween.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe.
1: Um, <laughs> I like that you're like non-committal. You're like, no, we're doing that <laughs> then.
0: So hush now. <laughs> Speaking of push, um <laughs> no, I think we should absolutely the thing is we've 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 only got a finite number of halloween episodes and obviously this podcast is going to be running for a long time years and years and years so we're obviously limited to the number of halloween episodes we can do but i would absolutely do all the way next year and for next halloween definitely
1: and i would definitely do a life of the party next year
0: <laughs> <laughs> well we've committed to it now so we've got to do it so bo basically both of us have to remember that that's what we've committed to. Yeah, don't worry, uh, you're
1: safe.
0: <laughs> We're not going to remember. No, we'll probably forget. Although hopefully our uh, two fans, one of our two fans, will because uh, we've got two now. <laughs> yay for us! Will uh, will remind us. So, um, so yeah, that uh, I think that kind of concludes our discussion. I've chosen Definitely. Halloween. You've mm-hmm. chosen Fear itself. We have yet again disagreed. <laughs> Which, it's, it's like... Um, let's
1: say that we agreed to disagreed because, let's face it, both of these episodes are great. Like, it's hard to pick a favourite.
0: Yeah. No, they are really, really good episodes of Buffy. Um, I mean, we're, we're obviously not going through the series chronologically or anything like that. We have no plans to because it would literally take us forever. But I would say that if we were sort of putting a list together of good episodes of Buffy I think that these two would definitely be fairly high on that list because they are they're really really good episodes um they're definitely up there I mean they're not up there with like hush hush is literally like one of the (laughs) best stop plugging hush woman (laughs) (laughs) hush woman hush don't plug hush (laughs) um so
1: I guess that's goodbye or
0: well I just wanted to to sort of do a, a little oh, i'm sorry I'm, no just wait i haven't finished um
1: <laughs> because... i'm not gonna let
0: you finish <laughs> <laughs> just let me finish woman um we um obviously we've been publishing um the podcast on the boards ever since its inception um sort of in um july slash august time um and for the last episode, we recorded it. And then soon after, we actually started publishing all of our episodes um, on iTunes. Um, and iTunes basically syncs to all of your, your podcast apps um, on, obviously, you've got your Apple iTunes, um, on podcast apps on Android, like Dog Catcher and Pocket Casts and stuff like that. So we are actually available on, on your podcast apps now basically um Woo-hoo. so this is obviously new for this particular podcast this is the first podcast that's actually being recorded obviously um and then it will go out on the boards and it will also go out um into the sort of big wide world of, of podcasts and um i think you know we've both been obviously quite surprised at I mean, obviously, don't get me wrong, we're not getting like millions of downloads, but we're we're getting a few and it's really nice (laughs) because it's not just uh, members of the boards, it appears, that uh, are downloading and listening to us. So I just wanted to um, thank everyone who has downloaded, uh, just found us on their iTunes or on their um, podcast app and has downloaded it and thinks that we're reasonably okay um like i say we're not professional podcasters um we do this sort of in our spare time sort of every month um and um and yeah obviously if you did download this on your podcast app and you do want to sort of join the community over at, at buffy boards then you're very welcome to do so it's uh it's a great community um and uh obviously we're on it so <laughs>
1: Clearly, clearly you want to join um
0: so yeah i just wanted uh just wanted to say thanks to everyone who's downloaded and um obviously please keep downloading and listening and uh hopefully we will discuss other stuff that interests you in the future too so that's all okay you can you can speak now <laughs> okay
1: then i'm gonna say goodbye
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodbye then um well i've been <gasps> athena
1: and I have definitely been Athena too.
0: Oh, <laughs> no, you haven't. You've been Tarke, and she's been Tarke, and I've been Athena. And, oh, fine. <laughs> and um, and this has been um, once more the podcast, the Halloween edition. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Good
1: Lord.